Hi, this is Swapna. And this is Ray. Welcome to the Dreams and Hope podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey where we explore faith, hope, and dreams in the context of lived experience of being human. Well, this is part two of a discussion we have with Dr. Alona Samara. I invite you to go back and listen to part one so you have some context, but this episode is also standalone where we talk about mental health and Dr. Samara's practice. I hope you enjoy part two of our discussion. Open to suggestions. Yeah. So that's, yes. So, um, I don't advertise it's word of mouth and mm-hmm. it's really people that, um, that want to be right with me. Right. And that's and, good. Yeah. And that is a good thing yeah. because when I feel um, when we have a conversation and I feel that um, I have to um, convince them what mm-hmm. I do, then mm-hmm. I will say to that uh, person, I don't I don't think you really are ready for this and I don't think you're ready uh-huh. and um, and you're not understanding what I do. Um, uh-huh. I, and I and I have had few patients where they came only one time and they're like, oh, my gosh. I don't think I can do it's this. It's not a good fit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's something to that. I um, We've talked a lot about mental health, and I think there's a similar thing. Just because someone is a psychiatrist, psychologist, or a therapist, or whatever, doesn't mean that every person fits with that person. No. So you got to find your, <laughs> your fit, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with church. It's the same with a pastor. It's the same with accountability. It's just it, not everybody's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the human experience where we're so different. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, uh, cool. I have so many thoughts. I don't know (laughs) where to, which one to pursue. So I'm just like taking a minute to, to sit with my thoughts. You know, I I feel like, uh, health is so much more than what we eat and, uh, what, what we do. I feel health is kind of being uh, having an ab- abundant life as as you had talked about where you are thriving where you are connecting with other people feeling valued and being able to offer something back to the world I feel it's such a such a nuanced thing and physical health is just one part of many things i feel especially in covid i've realized that with the connection because we couldn't see each other it's it's been an interesting thing for me to reflect on what the day-to-day rhythms of meeting and connecting mean to just our overall health so have you felt things have shifted for you in covid uh, yes actually i um more patients came to me mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yeah um what also, you know, going back to um, mental health, we've had this discussion before many times. Um, in, uh, your physical health depends on your mental health, which depends on your physical health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. definitely a chicken and egg. Uh, it is. It is. It is a loop. It is a loop. I always yeah. throw in the spiritual side. Just from well, my oh, vocation. Oh, for sure, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so there is an element in yes. there. I don't, 
I don't know how dependent they all, I think they are all dependent on one another. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's this trifecta. Some of it is un, intangible, but I think there is something that grounds and it, that, that clears up the fog. And I think that's the, a lot of people want to focus on just their physical health and they ignore the other. And it's like, or some people in my circles only focus on the spiritual health and ignore the other two. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't do that because you mm-hmm. need a well-functioning body, mind, body, soul. So it's like, there's this three-part function mm-hmm. that you're going to focus physical, mental, spiritual, and it all connects and it kind of goes well. So if one's weak, sometimes you won't see the others clearly. Uh, sometimes there's too much, you're carrying too much and you're not so, figuring it out. So it's like a three-legged stool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. So I, I was curious, I was going to ask you that on these lines, mental health, do you find yourself in your practice now giving... I don't know if you'd give advice or suggestions, but that are beyond what you originally thought you would do in medicine. For example, someone comes in and they're having some, some issues and you're like, man, there must be something in some relational thing going on here. Maybe you should talk about your family dynamics or, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you find yourself giving, and that's the holistic approach to medicine, which Mm -hmm. is like, there's something else affecting this. Yeah. So, um, so the questionnaires that patients fill out, Mm -hmm. um, in, in my practice are much, much more inclusive than just whenever you go to your family medicine doctor, you know, mm-hmm. your family history, your, um, your social history. So on social history, they ask you, you know, do you drink, smoke, or do any IV drugs? Mm-hmm. Which you is know? a very, very basic thing. It's pretty broad. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, um, and so there's much more to that. Um, what I ask about is I ask about relationships Hmm. I ask about spiritual health hmm. and, um, and you know, spiritual health, meaning, uh, I don't ask, you know, what denominational you, you right. are, but do you have a belief system? Yeah. Um, and do you tap into that belief mm-hmm. system? What mm-hmm. kind of a support system do you have? Um, do you like your relationships? Not only do you have relationships, <laughs> are you satisfied with them? Whoops. Um, and I wish I could have like, you know, our, our, gosh you can you can talk about a lot of things and i have to limit my time i still spend right. a lot of time with with patients um and i'm i'm telling you i could spend much more in one visit but it's just you know time constraints are so that i can't but new patients an hour and a half mm-hmm. and we good. go over all the things that they fill out the things that they want to work on um and even then we don't find out everything it's throughout the, the throughout um, seeing patients and talking to them, new things come up and they're like, oh, I mm-hmm. forgot that this and this happened. Yeah. Um, and now more than ever, I, I remind patients that you have to, uh, and we do talk about spirituality and, and I do tell patients, you know, people that believe in something greater, people that do have, it brings them hope. Right. Um, so it's very important not to, um, not to forego that and not, you know, because they're hurting, um, sure. Yes. That may be an immediate thing that we need to work on, but, um, relationships, um, spirituality, mental health is very, very important to how your physical health is going to respond. And then I just want to say, and vice versa. So if you have somebody that, um, 
um, that needs to lose a few pounds and but their you know joints are hurting and you know they go to the doctor and say well you just need to exercise more well i can't exercise because i'm hurting right um right. and then whenever you know and then you're depressed about that and then you just don't want to get out of bed anymore and yep. then um and so it's really it's yeah. it's, it's a cycle yeah. um so you need all of those things and more and more as i have more experience through um, medicine and through personal um, interactions. Um, I think, I think mental part and spiritual part is equally important. Three-legged stool, I say. Yeah, if one good. leg is too short or it's cut, how can you be in balance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, today we are one. You are the physical health doctor. I'm the emotional health person. <laughs> <laughs> we have a spiritual health person. <laughs> so we are the trifecta right uh-huh. here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. And we're sitting in a triangle, so that's good. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, so Swapna asked about COVID, and what is, you say you have more patients at COVID. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the common theme? Or maybe there's not a common theme since we're so different, but what is the what, what is driving more people to look at? I have two questions. That uh-huh. first is, what is driving people to, to seek this kind of help? And then along your journey, what gave you permission to actually step into this kind of different... Um, medicine okay so i think because of covid there are so many weird things that are happening to people um because of being having covid Mm -hmm. um whether it was diagnosed or undiagnosed you know sometimes people are so sick and you get do your covid test and it's negative like three times and and sometimes it can be asymptomatic but your family is sick and you're positive but you don't have any symptoms but there are so many just weird things that happen to that are happening to people post covid right um whether emotional psychological or physical um that you know they go to doctors and they're like well you know try this try this medication to help you with your pain or try this medication to help with your anxiety but they're like two years ago mm-hmm. i ha- i have a wonderful life i have no reason to have anxiety i i have great kids i have great job i have great husband or wife um i love my house i love you know i love waking up and then for some reason now i wake up in the middle of the night just you know, with anxiety about what I don't know, hmm. and hmm. Um, and what is happening is that our medical system, because chronic issues are becoming more and more, and and things are and people are getting sicker and sicker, um, and we are having just more patients and 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 in conventional for family medicine there's just so many people that are so sick and mm. you only get five minutes with them and you're like okay well all right you got anxiety okay well let me let's start you know boost bar and or let's start oh you have issues with sleeping okay let's let's start something to help you sleep right you don't have time to ask them why right and i guess in in, as a physician you really want to help so if you you do if you have shorter time and you have the hammer of medicine Mm-hmm. The only nail you will hammer in is, is that? the medicine. So yeah. I think having less tools, less time, and wanting to a very strong desire to help, which is what motivates many of us to do medicine, is is sometimes hard because mm-hmm. you can become your own worst enemy if you are mm-hmm. acting for the sake of action rather than mm-hmm. well, and within what the system. You're acting within a system that was laid yes, out, and so system. you're 
trying to do, I mean, I don't think any, anybody spends all the time <laughs> studying and preparing to be a physician to, um, other than wanting to help people. I mean, yeah. I think the majority, I mean, there might be a few others that yeah. don't, but yeah. majority is yeah. wanting to help. But when you're in a system that that's what it pushes you to, then you're kind of stuck. So that's why I'm kind of curious how you not broke uh-huh. out of it, but how you stepped Came. into something different yeah. and, and, and gave yourself permission, but then also did it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so as I was saying before, I naturally was always curious about, um, going to these different conferences and learn, hmm. um, learn about, you know, continuing medical education. And I first went to a GI conference that IFM Institute for Family Medicine, uh, uh, for functional medicine, um, hosted and they do these conferences and um there were mds that were from harvard and so not you know like voodoo doctors that just came out of the woodwork um and they were talking about different you know the gi system and i yeah like for three days we were talking about voodoo doctors it's funny (laughs) both of us have grown lived in a country that maybe that was that was uh, the reality yeah Um, and so you know and so that kind of really I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, you know, I learned, yeah. which is so funny, um, the way that I was taught whenever you ask patients, I know we're going to get on to the subject of pooping. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> um, all right. There's no, no there's bad no, topics on here. There's no yeah, voodoo? No, no, okay. no, not on here. Um, <laughs> no so, doo-doo. Well, you can no, do doo-doo. That's fine. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> we can doo-doo. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So one of the things that I, I learned is you know when you ask a patient about their stooling patterns mm-hmm. and they tell you that oh i poop once every three days okay that's your normal great good job no that's not your normal unhealthy we should be pooping after we eat mm-hmm. and so that's one of the things like i'm like oh mm-hmm. So it's like the so nerd in you just like went all crazy with the knowledge that you were imbibing i i was like this 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 wide idea like in headlights i'm like oh this is what i'm talking about but it's all clicking into place i you mean know? that's the thing is it's like yes. just making sense yeah with what you're already experiencing yeah and then learning that the gi system is such a big part of um of our bodies that if our if our gut is not healthy a lot of other things will not be healthy like mm-hmm. our brains all the way to brain yeah. right all mm-hmm. the way to the brain um and I maybe I knew that in the back of my mind, but perhaps I got reminded, and that's whenever things started clicking to me. Mm-hmm. And so, practicing in a setting where I only have about five minutes asking patients questions, it did not work out. So, there are patients that were like, "Oh, so tell me about this other medicine." And what I what would happen <laughs> is I would I would say, "Okay, I'll call you after clinic, and we can talk about that, uh, and then yeah. um, and then we can dig deeper." Well. What was happening is I was I was leaving my clinic around eight nine p.m. Well, I have kids. Yeah, I'm a mom. Yeah, and mm. I think you know I'm a human. Um, the problem with me is that if I get focused on something and I, I will become hyper focused and will ignore other things mm. and I can't. I mean, I learned that about myself. Um, so long story short, I came to the conclusion that I cannot practice within. Um, this kind of practice that I was doing, I basically gave three month notice. Hmm. That's how it was. Found a place, wow, and rented it, and and started your journey. And started and it. Just started. 
and that was like back in 2017 yeah. 16 or 17 yeah, right? yeah i started it um earlier than that you know mm-hmm. doing the um going to conferences mm-hmm. and and learning relearning things and adding more information um before that but whenever i finally had the guts to just i don't think you can just ease out of it i right. i'm the kind of person i just have to jump in with both of my feet and yeah. my entire body so three month notice boom you started the other yeah one. yeah 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 huh. that's brave that's, yeah, that is, yeah that is. it's very yeah. brave and uh I and, know and maybe not smart. No, I mean, <laughs> well, I think there's so different financially, ways. Financially, well, not financially, smart. definitely not smart. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, but there's, I think there's, in order to change, and this is how mm-hmm. some personalities work. That's my personality. It's just like yep. I, I can't stop. Like I'm a, I'm an extremist sometimes yep. in my own life. So it's like I can't play with my daughter on the floor. I'm cutting out all the stuff yep. today. You yep. know, it's like, and then you're sick for a month trying to get yep. over it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's how I, that's how I function. Yep. But I do know most people. Well. There's a, who knows what the percentage is, but you have people that need this slow, mm-hmm. steady mm-hmm. target, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's fine. Yeah. I think it'll last longer if it's slow, steady target. You know, sometimes I find myself falling back into traps when it's because I didn't think about it too much. You know, I didn't I didn't yes. count the cost before I did. Yes, it, you know, so. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. I think that says that somewhere in the Bible, too. So. <laughs> so. So how has, like, tell, tell me something that you draw on spiritually in this whole journey. Like, how does this fit into what you what you think of, like, making meaning of and making sense out of life and spiritual things that you draw on during this journey as you, as you switched gears? So that's when I found out fear. Hmm. I was living in fear. Hmm. Um, so let me explain that. So you go to medical school, right? Okay. You have a whole bunch of loans. <laughs> yep. You have a mortgage to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and a security at the end of the road. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Not much of a security not much. now. Not much. Yeah. Not much. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've learned also is that, you know, nowadays... There are very few practices, medical practices, that it's your own, and um, and you don't belong to a big system. Mm-hmm. Um, when you belong to a big system, you're an employee, right. and you have to per- you have performance. Mm-hmm. You have to perform a certain you know way. You have to make so much money in order for you to get another contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I lived in fear. And because we've got, you know, this payment, we've got this payment, I have three children, I have this, um, I have to make sure that I make enough money. Um, But then I finally came to the conclusion, okay, all right, so I can't pay for my house. My parents have a house. I can move in with my parents, (laughs) you know. Um, what's, What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. The worst that could happen is that I could continue living in fear. Yeah. Um, the worst that could happen is I can continue to make myself sick. I can continue to be um, unhappy. I can continue, and then I can, and then I will die. Yeah. So it's kind of a hope that changed your course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I stopped fearing. Yeah. I stopped, you know, how you were talking about living in moment. Mm -hmm. So I stopped thinking about the past and I stopped thinking, well, I mean, for the future, you have to prepare. There are some preparations yeah. that you mm -hmm. do, mm -hmm. um, which are the normal preparations. But fearing that, um, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm going to have this taken away from me. It's all just stuff. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all stuff. But mm -hmm. if I am happy with spending time with my kids, sitting at the kitchen table, and my my daughter's telling me about, um, oh gosh, their conversation with their professor today, and um, and laughing about it, or 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 telling my daughters about my experience when I was their age, and this is what I found that worked for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's more important. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think having, well, having a car that works is great, yeah. But having a certain car, having a certain status, a certain home in a certain neighborhood, I don't care about that. I don't care about it any, mm -hmm. any more than I care about not being fearful and waking up and going outside in my backyard and, and looking at the green buds on my willow tree and drinking my coffee, um, picking sounds up branches. Like sounds like heaven. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Chasing my my cat not to kill the little bunny. <laughs> yep, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, that's on the basic level, and I think we still need to... When you still need to work and make some kind of a living in order to pay for a, for our means, but I don't think that's important anymore. Well, and that's a law of nature and the law of humanity and and part of our functioning in in, mm -hmm. in society. I um I I wonder if it's a experience thing, an age thing, mm -hmm. circumstantial thing, because mm -hmm. I do think all of us we've actually talked at length about something along the path sets it up just right for you to make that decision you know some people don't some people actually just continue in the fear and stay in the system and some people break out of it and and experience some kind of freedom or joy or peace or happiness and and maybe purpose you know the purpose becomes clear clear because i think we have this ambitious utopian mindset when we finish high school go into college finish college and we have we've been told and been given this yep. this vision and then when we set out on the world, it doesn't actually end up like what it was painted. And so we either have to go back and paint our own picture or we have to just live within the picture that was painted, you know. And so we've talked about that. And I'm just curious what you think. If it's like age, is it experience? Is it maturity at some point? Is it courage? I mean, what is it that has to culminate for that to happen? I think it's experience. I think what you experience. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a big part. It also may be cultural too, hmm. because the culture that I come from, um, Polish people are very hospitable people. Mm -hmm. We are the kind of people, well, maybe before we had phones in the houses, but in, in my apartment, we didn't have a phone. So um, if my mom went to her friend, she didn't need to call and say, hey, I'm gonna be, can I come over? No, it was, <laughs> it was hey i'm here are yeah. you ready for You're coffee on the door. Yeah. yeah are you ready yeah. for coffee do you what do you have uh do you have any food you know right so 
Um, you're speaking our language. We've been talking about this. I know. Yeah, you're we speaking love our that. Yeah. So yeah. So that's yeah. actually how. Um, that's what I witnessed whenever I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and so it was a little bit of getting used to, you know, whenever you talk about the American etiquette is that you have to call them and warm them, you that's know, warm them. That's a new thing, I think. <laughs> I think that's a new, once we didn't have front porches, that's what that happened. Something right. happened, you know, yeah. you know, communities with gates and stuff. That kind of changed the culture because before it used to be. Like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when I was, I mean, I don't know, I grew up all over the place, but I mean, I'd, I've lived in different places that yeah. have that warm experience, you know. Even in Costa Rica, we've talked about this. The everyone lived behind bars and walls and gates and iron and, and barbed wire, but it was still very hospitable. The only reason that was there is to keep bad people out. Right. But yeah. you could come and in, inside anytime you wanted to. You didn't even have to call. Just hey, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready for some coffee and yeah. some cake and yep. and then you're there mm-hmm. for as long as it needs to take and mm-hmm. then you move on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they could do that to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a culture. I think you're right. I mm-hmm. think there's something about the culture. So so what in the culture here? Was it was it an enabling or an isolating experience to come to that point? Because I think it is either family history, but also what you're living in around here. Well, I think that um, we attract. So I now believe in law of attraction. Okay. Um, we tend to attract what we. Um, like what you're looking uh, for. Yeah, what you're looking. Well, but but that can be also deceiving because sometimes. Um, sometimes telling yourself what you're looking for is not really what you're looking for. That's that's another that's thing true. Yeah. that I've learned. Yeah. Um, but well, that's like a fake reality, though. That's like yeah. the, that's like the de- mm-hmm. deceptive uh, what you're looking what you what you think you want or want yes. and need maybe not know? the same. Yeah, thing, they're not the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but it's kind of like uh, you buy a car that you think nobody has, and then now you see it everywhere. <laughs> it's a strange experience. <laughs> yes. You know? But I, but I think so far that I have attracted um, people that I can do that. That hey, I'm in the neighborhood, and yeah. I think if I was in Swapna's, hey, I just passed your street. What are you doing? Well, you just go knock on the door, uh-huh. I mean, sure. and if she's there, she'll open the door. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, and I think I still live that way. Yeah. Um, so all of the people that I know, I think I, I believe that I can do that. Oh, I just was in the neighborhood. Oh, come yeah. on in. I'm going for a walk now. Okay. I'll go for a walk with you. Okay. Cool. Um, so do you yeah. think that, that enabled you to do that and start something new? Yes. Like that, that mentality yes. really is what did it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yes, I don't think I, and maybe even as a child, I, I think my brain worked like that. For example, when I when we came from Poland, so we came from a communist country, and so when you go to the grocery store, yeah. nothing in the grocery store. Right. It's all just right. gray and and nothing on the empty shelves. shelves yeah. Empty shelves. Yep. Yeah. It was still when we had like food um, rationing and food stamps for you know a kilogram of meat per person, mm-hmm. but we had enough vodka. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we were happy in yeah. yeah. Um, so what? So going to the grocery store here in the United mm. States? Oh, <laughs> I don't need a playground. Ooh, <laughs> grapes and what are these things? And I would, and I remember I would ask my parents, "Can we buy this? I want to try that. I don't know what that is, but 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 yeah. you know, like I've never seen an eggplant. We bought an eggplant. We bought star fruit. We bought kiwi. We bought things that I've never seen in my yeah, life. Yeah. And 
you know, back then we you didn't have internet to find out what to do with it. So right. you just trial and error. Trial and error. <laughs> yes. Ask questions or so, just do it. <laughs> yeah. So I was that kind of a kid. Yeah. I like to try new things. Um, I um, even when I didn't speak English, I um, well, I guess maybe because I didn't speak English, I had to be very forward and I had to. Um, <laughs> I don't know, fend for myself, yeah. really, because yeah. I was just, I came in fourth grade and I went to fourth grade and everybody spoke English and yeah. um, and all I heard was, do it, do it, do it. And my mom would ask me, <laughs> my mom would ask me, so what's going on in school? And I'm like, I think we're going to an opera someday. I don't know when yeah. we're going to be here. We're going to listen to a duet in Polish, duet is a duet so that's funny that is yeah, funny yeah, yeah. but we never went to the opera and then um and then i learned very quickly that it's do it yep, uh -huh. yep. <laughs> ah that changes the whole thing yeah, yeah. yes uh-huh yeah you're a fourth grader um growing up in america I'm a fourth grader growing up in Costa Rica, oh. and it's a parallel path. Exactly, uh -huh. you're describing my upbringing, but in a different uh -huh. culture. Uh -huh. And the same thing. I, I, my bus driver, because I would I'd ride the bus to school, and I was learning Spanish, trying to learn Spanish. Right. I mean, I, I didn't know Spanish, so mm -hmm. I was trying to learn it. And the I'd get on the bus, and all my friends would say hi to him, and I thought they were calling him by that. I I understood they were calling him by his name, mm -hmm. and I said that is the weirdest name I've ever heard in my life. And so I just started. <laughs> copying them uh -huh. yes. and so I'd get on the get on the bus and be like hola Warthead hola Warthead <laughs> I thought they were calling him Warthead and I was like what a name that seems so mean and I was like well these are bilingual kids maybe they're just maybe he's got warts and I was looking he doesn't have yeah. any warts well come to find out his name is Jorge <laughs> and eventually you know three or four months in yes. I'm like yeah I'm sitting on the bus and I'm thinking and I'm like his name is Jorge. It's not Wardhead. <laughs> My friends aren't being mean. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, but it's yep. the same thing. You know, same you figure thing. out these little slight changes and you're like, oh, that changes the whole concept. Yes. So funny. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Similar yeah. story. Same yeah. concept. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And I wonder if that in our experiences differently and yet the interaction, the, 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 the kind of crossing the paths is maybe that is why curiosity questions and actually willing to take a risk is there because we've actually all not of our own choice was we're pushed into that yeah. early on yes and so for, for us as children we already experienced that yeah and so it seemed normal yes you know to, to take those kind of risks yeah yeah because if you wanted something well you're gonna go figure it out you yeah. know I, I i first week in costa rica they sent me to the store i don't know why they did this but sent me to the store <laughs> to get ice and they said it's really easy it's like the english word yellow so if you'll just say yellow, they'll know what you're talking about. Well, I'm an American. I'm like, yellow. And, I, <laughs> yes. and, and so I go and the people did not know what I wanted. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yellow. And they didn't, they were like, who's this crazy American kid? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, the it's, it's yellow. Uh -huh. That's it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. But in their minds, they saw a blue eyed American and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And so they just shut off the, even the understanding mm -hmm. of it. So finally, someone came that sort of spoke English and I said, mm -hmm. we need ice. And they said, yellow. And I said, that's what I said. <laughs> but anyway, trial that's and error. You and you're just out there figuring it out. But they couldn't. I mean, you mm -hmm. people automatically assume you're not going to understand them. And I'm sure you guys mm -hmm. have experienced that, too, is like you're in a yeah. place and they just automatically assume people automatically assume you're going to be misunderstood. And that's a fear. I think that actually you grow up 
always trying to explain yourself or always trying to be understood Mm -hmm. because you were in a moment of misunderstanding for a long time. And I wonder if in medicine, you know, I'm a pastor, but I'm an ab... I don't don't know if I'm abnormal or not. I don't know if I'm abnormal. I call myself abnormal. Who knows? But I, but I have had a a path that's different. Mm -hmm. And the reason my path is different is because I ask a lot of questions and I'm very curious and I'm very, I'm not just a black and white kind of person. It's almost like, let's, let's walk through this and figure this out because something's going on in you. That's, that's you, you know, you're an individual. It's not, Mm -hmm. this is not a blanket response, you know? Mm -mm. So, and I like that about medicine too. And I think Swapna has that approach in her practice as well. For sure. Like just the curiosity and uh, curiosity always has a cost, right? You can, you can, mm. uh, the safety <clears throat> is, is, is not, is being, is doing the thing that is traditional, that's tested, mm-hmm. that's, yes. and, and that's safe. accepted. Sa- yeah. Safety is safety yeah. and security. But curiosity can lead you down the path of difference. Mm-hmm. And, Often when you're different, you are isolated and you mm. can be judged, you mm. can be pushed out, you mm-hmm. can because people want to stick together as a group. There's a security mm-hmm. in numbers, safety in being the same and difference is always hard because belief systems, when, when, when belief systems clash, mm-hmm. it is scary. Yeah. So I feel like we bo- we all are on this path of figuring out differences and that differences are okay and being on an individual path is okay i think that's that's been kind of one of the themes in the podcast is mm-hmm. we are different and yet alike in in that way and we are unified in being human in that way however different we are poland india Co- costa rica mm-hmm. so we we have really started at different places in our life and yet today we are together <laughs> and uh, we cannot seem to stop talking it's been forever <laughs> i looked at my clock and i'm like oh, we I went beyond our time crud. i know ilona is one of our guests that we can keep talking we're gonna have to have you come back yes uh-huh. so i think we need to pause for today yes because this can go on forever and it feels like this afternoon tea chat that can yeah. go into the long hours of night. <laughs> we can ramble on. Oh, yes, yeah, so we can ramble on, that's for sure. But, well, thank you. I, I just want to thank you for coming and, and spending some time mm-hmm. with us. I think one of our understandings of this podcast and actually interacting is that just by interacting, we change. And I think that's the interactions that humanity, as we as we bump against each other, we can't help but be different. Uh, so I'm different because I know mm-hmm. Swapna. Now I know you. And so it, it, it changes me, evolves me into who I am. And so mm-hmm. thank you for coming and, and sharing your some of your story. And I, I think there's more to tell. So we'll have to have you back and, and learn more about you. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I just adore <laughs> get like getting to chat with you and uh, like uh, having these deep conversations about medicine and life and uh, spirituality and what makes us who we are. And uh, it's I feel like we are like part of a tribe mm-hmm. that's right so my question for you to, to wrap up and it's a quick one do you want people to be able to connect with you or would you rather remain a mystery <laughs> so <laughs> if people want to find you how would they how would they find you or you can say no comment <laughs> um, I mean I am I guess I mean I'm I'm not a I'm not a mystery. If they if they want to find me, they can find me. But uh, my clinic my clinic's name is New Life Medicine. Okay. And if you Google that, uh, I'll come up, um, okay. and Dr. Samara will come up. Um, I I think I'm still 
um, with my name, I, I think I'm, I still pop up as being a physician at St. Anthony's. Okay. Um, which I love St. Anthony's. I loved working there. I, um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, New Life Medicine. New Life and Medicine. Yeah, right. and I'm, my clinic is in Yukon, and we just we just go there every day and do what we're supposed to do or not. And for all of our mil- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all of our millions of listeners, it's not Yukon, Alaska. It's Yukon, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, that's okay. right. Yes, so just Yukon, to <laughs> clarify. Just Home to clarify. of Garth Brooks. <laughs> yes, right? yes, our claim to fame. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, well, it's been great to great chat with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Appreciate guys. it.